up for grabs. Get it. Grabs. Oh, all right. That felt good. Yeah, good uh good adrenaline boost right there. That remind me of pulp fiction, driving the needle down to the chest. You gotta get it through Wake the breastplate. Through the breastplate, I mean breastplate. You gotta get the breastplate <laughs> through the breastplate and hit with the plunger. I would have been. Listen, I would have been scared to hit the plunger while going through and 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 spraying the adrenaline into the breast instead of into the heart. Uh, but yeah, and young Uma Thurman oh. up with a needle stuck in her chest. But that's what happens when you leave your heroin around people. Like, if I, if I, and that's what happens when you go off for grabs too. The more you know. Don't leave your <laughs> And we'll handle the up for grabs. All right. You just sit there and be entertained. Let's go. Uh, grabs, first right. up for grabs, let's talk uh, a little more bears. I wanted kind of a Mitch Trubisky kind of like reset where mm-hmm. we're going to obviously know in X amount of weeks when they bench him because of ineffective play or by season's <laughs> end, we're going to know what we really think of Mitch. And I just want to know, has he – has uh, where does he rank? I guess in your mind, not in terms of the league or anything, but where is he at right now in your mind? Has he improved a little bit? Is it just kind of red herring stuff? No, he's improved, but it's not enough, um, especially to be a four-year, basically a four-year starter, say three and a half, with three years in the system. Um, I was on Shine and Maya Shine. He caped for for Mitch, and I was just like, you know. How can you always put it on somebody else? And Mitch, like when you talk about, because people was, people was making mention of him being, if he could be Alex Smith. Alex Smith had what, like five or six different offensive coordinators for the first like five or six years of his career, basically as a 49er. You know what I'm saying? And it, when Jim Harbaugh finally got there, uh, he helped him out and figured it out. Then he booted him for Colin Kaepernick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like because they needed a playmaking quarterback, right? <laughs> and, but to think, so um, you, you, this guy has had stability for three seasons, and has has it wasn't an improvement. And his own head coach was like, he's not seeing what he needs to be seeing, and he's still not. He's locking in on um, Allen Robinson um, too, way too much. He he, he like the, the, this isn't the Bears from last year. They got more weapons now. Like let's even say when I say more weapons. You got Jimmy Graham, all right? You got Darnell Mooney, who's looking good. Got more snaps than Anthony Miller did, him and Javon Wims. Got more snaps than Anthony Miller. Um, you got guys. You got Cole Komet. Like, you, there's guys out there that you just don't have to lock in to Allen Robinson. This isn't the situation where Jay Cutler had just had uh, Devin Hester, who wasn't a receiver, as his key receiver. Like, one, you got a legit big-time receiver in Allen Robinson, but you, you have ancillary bits that you can feed and you don't have to keep showing everybody, I'm going to him. I'm going to Like, no. Not, and also, you can use him as a decoy. You can lock in on him, then go other places because then you got the safeties coming in because they, they believe that you're going to him because that's what your tendency is, is to usually go to him. Um, again, he's made improvements. It's still not enough. There has been some improvements with his footwork, but then he, he, he regresses and so he's throwing off his back foot, not landing that front foot. Uh, enough. Um, he did run around this game, uh, which sometimes he's still too indecisive, and either he needs to take off, he needs to take off initially, or he needs to get rid of the ball. Because some of the sacks that he had this week were on him, and not necessarily the offensive line. The offensive line play is a lot better than last year's offensive line play, and I'm not saying that they're world beaters, but that's not last year's offensive line so far. Um, but he's he's still 
Like the thing that I'm looking at, if he has two more games where he's just a half a player that plays a half, he's a Paul Canerco guy, you know, half a season, Paulie. I think Paul Canerco only had a year, maybe a year. Here we go. He played two two whole parts of the season. Paulie would just go off on one half of the season or the other. It's just fact, you know. I'm just stating facts, y'all. Y'all know it's the truth. I, li- I like how the Paul Canerco disses keep coming up on random shows. It's very nice. It's a good Paul running bit. I love Paul. We need Canerco. we need to get some music behind it. Yeah. Here's our Paul Canerco mess up of the day. I love Paul Canerco. It's just some of the some of the 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 the, the over Pauliness was always kind of like hmm hmm. Yeah, getting back to Mitch Paulie. Um, no, if he's still that guy that he's only playing for a half either this game or the game after, you got to go to Nick Foles because you got to score more points. And what I just said in the, the Bears segment, uh, you have to score more points because that defense, one, isn't getting turnovers, but two, it's become a bend but don't break defense. That's That was not what the 2018 Bears were. They were a dominant defense. This is some, some old, like, we're good at points, but as long as we don't kind of give up the big one, and again, that may work, but with that type of defense, you need the guys to score a lot more on the offensive side of the ball. So, um, Mitch is a guy. Mitch is getting a C. Maybe I would give him a C plus, but that be I actually be being nice by doing that because he's supposed to be better. Like he, I don't. He's supposed to be better than this in year three in the same system. He just, he just is. He's not a kid. Um, he's he's not a kid, man. And to sit here and still be like waiting, like we you we, we may have just wasted this defense. So I'll give him a C C plus. Um, I need to see a, a lot better. Um, I need to see a lot better from Mitch. What, what were your thoughts? What would you? Yeah, I'm. I'm not too dissimilar because I I've noticed me now a couple weeks in a row in the game just kind of cursing his name out for a minute. Like, I, like I I said last week, I feel like if you have a good quarterback, that thing's a laugher by the fourth quarter against the Giants. I just. I don't think he did anything necessarily just like obviously wrong where you're just like, see, that's why it wasn't a laugher by the fourth quarter. But a good quarterback would have converted some drives, would have made a few extra throws, would have done something to to really separate. And it was just like the Bears were leaving it on the platter for the Giants to come back. And that's where you really need leaders to step up and your quarterback. I mean, he's your main leader on a football team. And I, I think you brought up a really good point, uh, you know. The Pauly part, I know. Keep going. Like, the Bears – or, I'm sorry, Mitch, he can maybe still get better. I don't necessarily believe he will, but he is improving, and it's very incremental, and it's not good enough at all. But one thing that would really help him out would be getting a real, legit number two receiver that he trusts because – that's what I thought of, too. He's going way too much to Allen Robinson. There has to be another guy, whether it's like Jimmy Graham just being a big body on a curl route, whether it's Darnell Mooney, who's, you know, you throw up that touchdown pass and let him go up there and get it and trust him. He came down with it. Let's give him more opportunity. You know, Anthony Miller, he really struggled last game. But if he's a guy you trust, you've got to keep going to him. They need to establish somebody else besides Allen Robinson that Mitch at least knows late in games, you know, when a play is breaking down, Allen's covered, okay, where's Jimmy? Where's Blank? Where's whoever, you know? And you think about how many of the great teams offensively 
they always have some kind of tandem as a receiver and not just at the running back. It's always, hey, here's our deep threat guy, but this is our guy over the middle, let's say, or our slot receiver that we know can get open on third downs. There's always that extra option. And the Bears, at Mitch specifically, needs to start trusting somebody to be that. Facts. I totally agree with you. And David Montgomery needs to stop having in his mind what he's going to do and stop trying to jump off of dudes that aren't even all the way down, halfway up. Like, you are not that dude, Shorty. Like, relax yourself. (laughs) And again, it shows that they need another running back because as soon as he was almost out for the game, the question's about how are you going to do this because then you start to see the lack of nuance from Cordero Patterson trying to break everything outside. Like, everything's uh, everything's in the round. A sweep. Yeah, it's like, no, dude, you got to hit that hole, especially with that speed. You may be – it may look like that hole, that hole is closed or that, that defensive player is closing that gap. With the type of speed you have, man, if you hit that step, you may be able to get past him. You can't do that. But, yeah, I just had to throw in that David Montgomery who had a good game, uh, but still it's like, shorty, you can't be out here doing that. You would not say Quan Barkley. All right. Like, and even at that point, Saquon didn't need to try to jump over that. That dude was halfway up. All right. Like there was nothing good going to come from that situation. Right. And you sat there and got a stinger. Uh, please, kiddo. No. Know your place. Exactly. David Montgomery. <laughs> know your limitation. <laughs> but uh, let's go for grabs. What you got? What else you got? Uh, football. We'll go the entirety of the league. Uh, what's catching your eye? Team, player, what's been most interesting outside of the Bears football-wise to you? One, hopefully Russell Wilson can finally get his MVP. Um, Looks like he's gunning for it. Dropping dimes, dropping dimes. Um, man, that Seattle offense uh, looks great. Um, I got tired of hearing Chris Collinsworth talk about Cam plays like we never seen it before. Like right here, you know, it's a fullback in front of him. He's 270 pounds. And it's just like, <laughs> dude, they've been doing this for a decade now, right? And then to see that play where it was like, I know y'all better not try to run that same stuff with Cam. And like they like Josh McDaniels had a brain glitch right there. Uh so that's what listen, the turf at MetLife Stadium. It's killing people out there. It killed the 49ers. It's been their it's, toughest it's, opponent in like two years. It ruined their season. It's so, listen, 49ers could have had a chance to return to the Super Bowl. Guess what? Not this. Nope. Year, right? Like, and they got to play there again this weekend. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Like, yeah, they stayed, they basically stayed, in, they stayed in New York. So they, they told the league, like, dude, this stuff is – And stupid. they stayed not by choice. All their legs were too broken to like, get back <laughs> on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm just gonna stay. Um, so, uh, uh, coach, we're too injured to make it to the airport. Drew Brees showing his age. Like, I love how everyone believes because one guy's doing it. Like, just because Adrian Peterson could basically <laughs> three months to come back from ACL, Derrick Rose and Perm Braze himself, uh, uh, Robert Griffin III thought they could do the same thing. It's like, no, nah, you're not that type of mutant, right? And for the fact that Tom Brady has played so well as an old quarterback, Drew Brees' little ass is like, I'm going to do that age too. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> and, um, I love Drew Brees. But, man, so that's definitely stood out. What else has stood out to me as far I'm trying to go through? Baker Mayfield is trash. Um, I hate to say it, too. I don't, I don't kind of actively root against him, even though he's been a twerp. And I didn't like when he was talking about uh, – 
uh, uh, Duke Johnson's money last offseason before the season started about him being in with us and it was about his contract. And it's like, don't Tiki Barber this with Michael Strahan. Stay out of that man's money. Um, especially when it's like, it's different. Like me and you talking about somebody's pockets, it's talking heads. You're his teammate in the locker room with him. You don't broach that with the media. Uh, so just to see the fact that the, the Browns have done everything and given Breaking Mayfield every opportunity to super succeed. And yeah, they beat Cincinnati, but it's the Bengals or the Bungles, even though Joe Burrow looks like he's going to be a really good QB. Uh, but maybe let's not have him throw 61 times in a I game. Agree with, I agree with you. I mean, like uh, Ryan Clark. <laughs> you are paying sir. Joe Mixon, right? See, that's why I never <laughs> – I drafted Joe Mixon one time, and I tell myself, like, never fall for that Joe Mixon hype. Another thing, Tony had texted me, and he was like, man, I'm happy I didn't do fantasy this year because all the players that got hurt. But it's funny, for the most part, I stayed away from those players. I stayed away from Saquon. I didn't have the opportunity to draft him, but I didn't want to draft him because I was like, with that Giants offense – I didn't see it necessarily popping. Uh, right. I'm always leery. Uh, Chris McCaffrey had too much on his plate uh, with Cam not being there at all. You Teddy Bridgewater, and we know that team basically wants to try to get Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Um, so I, I didn't draft. The only player that I drafted that's hurt me so far is Michael Thomas. And I always will draft Michael Thomas because it's a PPR league, and he's helped me out so many times. So I don't even feel bad with uh, drafting him. Uh, necessarily, but yeah, it's uh, been the injuries, man. And that's the thing about not having a preseason. The injuries have been have been um, eye opening, and that's one thing I, I look at the Bears and I'm like, man, if the Bears stay healthy, they got a chance. Right, they might win the attrition. Yes, you know what I'm saying because guys are going down, down, uh, going down, down, down. I mean, we just said it. I would have probably if you would have put. Gun to my head right now. Who's going to win the NFC before we two? I probably would have been leaning 49ers. I just think that they're a complete team, and I like everything that they got. But now, oh, boy. George George Kittle has a knee, too. Mo, uh, Monster. And it, he comes back, and they lose him? See you later. So, yeah, dude. I mean, it's bad business. So, the, definitely, I would say the injuries are the most, thing, are the most glaring where it's like, man, these guys are tearing ACLs. Joey Bosa, I mean, Nick Bosa, not Joey. Uh, Nick Bosa, just looking at these guys blowing their ACLs, man, it's, it's sad. And, I mean, you're talking about guys being lost for a whole year, and, I mean, you never know. So, yeah, that, that's that been the biggest thing. What's been the biggest thing to you? What stood out? Uh, besides the stuff that you were talking about, Dallas has stood out to me. But that's two weeks in a row. Mike McCarthy, I think, is trying to, like, lose them a football game. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know. That that feels like that's going to be a Christmas gift for me, where it's going to be like Cowboys disappointing, and that's going to be everybody upset over it. Because I love when that happens, first of all. Uh, whoa, you're going to say some smart aleck comment about my Cowboys hate? No, I'm with I'm with all the Cowboy hate. Okay. Um, it's not because of, you're about to disagree. No, it's because of Jerry. Uh, also, it's because of Jerry because you should never – the owners should never be that close to the players because you 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 usurp the authority of the head coach. When I can always – I can talk to you. I don't like this. He needs to be giving me the ball more. There needs to be distance between the owner and the players like that. So that's part of the problem that he has with his head coaches is he takes away the authority that they have because players can go directly to Jerry since Jerry's the GM and around the players too often. Um, so, no, I feel you all the way with, with them. And I, I like the players – 
But again, you bring up Mike McCarthy and we think about the fact that there was a lack of motion uh, with Aaron Rodgers. He still was out there playing like he had uh, James Jones and, and, and Driver um, out there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like he was he, – he didn't adapt. And you start to see the same thing, especially that first game where it's like, dude, you got you to gotta put guys in motion. Like when you – like you, the funny thing, like if you watch enough football, and I know you saw it, it was a play with um, – was this the Lions? I think it was a play. It was a it was a play, I believe, with Evan Ingram, perhaps. But the um, Giants put their guy in motion, and as soon as he came back to about about a tackle, he took off. He had a head, a running head start, and you knew he was the first option. And it's just like, dude, you got to first of all put your guys in motion to find out if they're in a damn zone or playing man. But you got to put those guys in motion, man. You got to give them different looks. And that's one thing that Mike McCarthy necessarily hasn't adapted to, um, especially since he's supposed to spend all his time in his basement with his super friends having coaching meetings like they actually had a team last year. So I'm with you on that, man. My the super friends. Maybe he was he getting him another massage. He would buy the friends. It was like, yeah. All the rubber. Use the back door. <laughs> uh, one other it. thing that caught my eye was Justin Herbert and Josh Allen some of the younger quarterbacks, like, really looking good. And then you kind of got Mitch where we're talking about his improvement. But I'm seeing – or even Kyler Murray's got to be thrown in there. Like, look at these people's listen, improvement. Listen, Kyler Murray. Oh, my Lord. And I ain't, I'm not even talking about his arm. I'm talking about his feet. I was it telling everybody, me. draft this dude if you're doing I, fantasy. I, I would have. I was going to – I definitely was going to draft him. It reminds me of uh, Barry Sanders, um, the way that with a simple Jew, guys are just falling out of planes. It's like Lamar, like Lamar yeah, in the yeah. NFC. But it's but in a way, Lamar t- right now, Lamar takes more hits, right? Because one, he's six three almost. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy, you don't even see him until he's up on your ass, <laughs> right? Like, Mighty Mouse, right? And he's like, like it's just it, listen, his ability. Direction and not stop is hestering, right? Like his ability to do his his stutter step, but he's not slowing down really when he's doing his stutter step, right? It's just like what the hell? I tried and I was like, can you just watch this? Watch him for a minute, right? Just look at him how he's moving. Uh, listen, I I talked up Arkish on the Dan David show two seasons, three seasons ago. My guy was Josh Allen over Baker Mayfield. And he told me Baker Mayfield is the guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. And I will stand on my Josh Allen and his racism every week in this bad boy because look at what Josh Allen. Very D of you. Very D of me. Uh, I, I will stand on his. his, his uh, he's a kid with bad tweets. Uh, but I'm going to make fun of it because he shouldn't have done it ish in the first place. But uh, yeah, Josh Allen is my guy. Um, and he's playing like it's making me proud that he's my guy and showing that Baker Mayfield is trash. Uh, so yeah, man, I like I like that. Just Justin Justin Herbert to be a guy that didn't think he was going to play that day since Tyrod Taylor had whatever's going on with his chest in the pregame, and you're like, hey, Shardy, you can play. Uh, there was an update. I think they were trying to administer an injection into his ribs, and it went wrong. Ooh, he like y'all y'all mess my ish up. Right, Luol Deng. I was just about to. Say, I was just going to say, "Am I Luol Deng?" <laughs> you stuck it in my chest. How did it end up in my spine? 
How long is that needle? What gauge is that needle? Uh, my chest isn't in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I mean, like, I'm like, whatever assistant uh, is right there, let me use your phone real quick. Let me use your phone, man. Hello, agent? Yeah, put the lawyer on the phone. <laughs> they out here effing. Get me like, the hell out of Los Angeles. What? Like, what? What did y'all do? Y'all punctured his lung? What did you do? And for how? Oh, uh, Justin Herbert, when did you just start? We killed Tyrod Sorry. Taylor. Listen, Shadi was probably eating something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was on the crapper too. You know how different that pregame is when you're not expecting to play. You like, man, yeah, we go, we go, yeah. guys, we go. Like he out there just chilling and whatnot, man. He's on Tinder swiping. Exactly, and you like, man, get ready, get ready to go. He's like, <laughs> on a date. No, I haven't even been getting reps. We didn't have a preseason. I haven't even been getting reps in this bad boy. Only my right fingers loosened up right now. Listen, he went out and he played. He played well. Um, he played a lot better than time you saw him at Oregon. Um, he he played well. So definitely, uh, you see these young players. I can't wait to see Tua out there. Uh, whenever uh, the, the Fitz magic wears off, he had a good game uh, this past week uh, against Buffalo. And I was just thinking, like, I wonder when he looks at Buffalo, does it make him think about his Buffalo days and the money he stole from him? Um, does he think about Harvard? Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. The, the quarterback play for, and these are guys that didn't have a preseason. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's good to see. It's good to see the transition with all these young quarterbacks, especially we said the brothers come in last year with Mahomes, Deshaun, and Lamar, led by Russ, who's been doing it for more than the rest of them. And now you see these other guys coming to let us know Lee's gonna be fine, man. So I definitely agree with you. The play of young QBs, but man, Kyler Murray, dog. And you, y'all traded, y'all traded DeAndre Hopkins to him. Like, listen, I mean, I know, I know Deshaun Watson had to sign that deal because it was so much money. But man, I would have signed it begrudgingly. Well, that's why I think he only did like a four-year deal. I can't. I'm. It's mine. I can't stand you, right? Like, right. I got to get paid, but you... Two years, I better get a new GM. You traded him? Like, wow, dude. Like, that's... And they, uh, they're off to a rough start themselves. Right, right. it's a wrap. They're, listen, he's going to get a receiver this year because they drafted him. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamar Chase, LSU, come on down. We so, need you, uh, Houston. You got any we got more up for grabs? My last up for grabs... Want to talk Eastern Conference Finals? Want to know your thoughts on Game Four? Heat Celtics. So what? The Celtics finally figured out how to bust up the Heat zone, quote unquote. Celtics have more. Maybe Gordon Hayward. I was gonna is, say that it's Gordon a Hayward, nice enough addition. Gordon, Gordon Hayward is back and fits into the rotation. Like they can easily adjust to him being back. They should win the series, I would think. But it's hard for me to go against the Heat, like I told you uh, last week. Uh, the Heat, and they just that, that culture is just something. They have the better head coach, uh, and Eric Spolstra. Uh, that culture is a mother. Significantly better, and you know or just thing, better. I would say, I would say, significant. Brad Stevens, the, the collapse of the Brad. Because see, this is the thing when I say culture, it's more than just X's and O's. How, and how it permeates. You know what I'm saying? 
And Brad even is still learning how to create a culture. Now, maybe he has now, but what happened when Kyrie was there, I place a lot of that on Brad Stevens. And a lot of coaches, it would have been squarely placed on him, but since he's basically like the godson um, and the chosen one, he didn't really get hit with that. I feel like Eric Spolster would have done a lot better than that. So, uh, and also, Eric Spolster has has championships. All right, like so. Yeah, I would say he's like what? I mean, let's be honest. Outside of that team that had uh, Isaiah Thomas the second, I mean, not the real Isaiah Thomas uh, that had the, the best record in the East. What has Brad Stevens really done? You know, and I'm a I'm a Brad, I'm a fan of his. I think he's a very good coach, but I also think because. We, we, the narrative has is, is been shaped that he's a very good coach, that we just say that and we keep it moving. So, yeah, I think Eric Spolstra is uh, – I would put Eric Spolstra, I would put Nick Nurse ahead of him. Who else would I put ahead of Brad Stevens? I'm talking league-wide. Greg Popovich, of course. Um, Mike Malone? <sighs> Billy Donovan? No, I wouldn't put Billy Donovan ahead of uh, Brad Stevens. I, that would be fair. I, I'll be. I'm not just going to try to uh, blast Brad Stevens. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe Malone. Maybe Malone may. I, I may put Malone ahead of. Him. I'll say that. Outside of that, I don't know. If there's anybody else that I would necessarily uh, put it. I would put. You know what? And I know he's lost in the first round. I may put Nate McMillan ahead of him. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think Nate McMillan had uh, over an overabundance of talent on his teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't no. you know what I'm saying. So, I may put Nate McMillan slightly ahead of him with what he has. I say give Nate, Miller, Nate, give Nate McMillan that Boston team with all the talent they have on that team. You know what I'm saying? Because they got, they got talent. You know what I'm saying? Outside of the five, they're starting. Like, if you're, if you're, if you're starting Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, like, that's a talented. And Kemba. I'm sorry, I forgot Kemba. That's a talented starting five. Of course, that would mean that Tatum would have to be your center. So, of course, that's not how it works. And even though Kimba really hasn't been playing well. Um, but, yeah, they got a lot of talent on that team. Uh, so, I, I would I would still – maybe maybe Nate, but I can understand if somebody came to me about the Nate thing, maybe Nate. Uh, but, yeah, I would. that's how I would, I would view it. So, you got uh, Heat, you think, in game four, take control? I don't know. I told you – I, I, had, oh, I, I partially had the heat winning. Look at this cop out. I, I don't know. Dude, I don't know. I can All of our listeners are going to be listening tomorrow I can tell morning you the Lakers waiting are for the big time. Oh. oh, boy. Go out on a limb, would you? Um, I, I would say as of right now. Yeah, which is what we need right now. I kind of want to lean towards the Celtics. As a yeah, get over here. I kind of want to lean towards the Celtics. Bandwagon is warm right now. All Beers right, are I, flowing. I, I do, but if the Heat win tomorrow, I'm right back. <laughs> but I, I kind of want to lean towards the Celtics because, like you mentioned, uh, Gordon Hayward's going to come back. Also, they, they, they seem, to, seem to understand the Heat zone. Uh, but this is the thing, too. And the one thing I like about uh, the Heat, that when, when Jimmy Butler doesn't have to doesn't score in in the 20s and they still can beat you, what happens when he scores 20, 25 points? You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about it's a forced 20, 25 points. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I mean, I, it's something about that heat swag, man. It's just like I, I yeah. vibe with, I vibe with the grittiness. I, grab, I vibe with the grittiness of it. And he, defense travels, man. Defense travels. 
You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. Where I, are they traveling? In the bubble? Travels in the bubble from overhead over there. Yeah. The travels from one end of the Right there. Then it travels right there. It travels. Uh, <laughs> you get what I mean. Oh, it's good. All right. So uh, definitely make sure you check out uh, the Flipping Friends this upcoming weekend. I'm sure we'll have uh, some great topics. We had some great topics last week. We had a pretty good show. Uh, Ryan, Sydney, and myself uh, continue to support all of our platforms. Make sure you're checking out We Got Regal Radio with uh, the Bears post game. Perhaps I'll pop in on that. Uh, give Ryan his football Sunday since he wants to take up my Sunday after watching Lovecraft Country and sipping whiskey. I'm sorry. I thought you were. I thought you were doing some diet that precluded you from doing those type of things. I ain't started yet. Um, I am though. I am going to do a diet. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm All right. Of- why don't we start this Sunday? Uh, we'll see. Um, I'm out of shape. <laughs> I need to get back into some shape uh, for myself and for my family. You know what's a great way of getting in shape? Staying clean on Sunday and doing a post game wrap up. A Sunday. The the good Lord say you rest on Sunday and then rest. He meant. Well, certain religions, Saturday, right? Why don't you turn the Sabbath into the Sabbath? I'm not a seven-day evangelist. Okay, I'll, we'll find out. But uh, definitely... Just pretend you're Jewish. Davis, right? That's uh, that's pretty Jewish. Is it? No. I was about to say, I didn't know how... You just really dropped something on me. I was like, what? Like, how do I... What? Oh, oh, yeah, the Gaston Jews. You Sal, heard <laughs> the great Gaston Jews. Sal Davis here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Saul. Uh, oh. I always appreciate you. Yada, yada, me. yada. <laughs> uh, we always appreciate you taking the time out of your day uh, to give us a listen. So please continue to do that. And uh, man, listen, just stay safe. Have a good one.